What would you say you do here? You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. There are no more shenanigans, no more tomfoolery, no more ballyhoo. Hey! Yeah? Thanks for being a friend. Thanks Just for being whatever. Okay. Travel yeah, down a, the road and back again. Right. I don't like that song. You don't? Nope. That's a good. You don't like the Golden Girls theme song? You know what I'm thankful for? Dickheads. I'm thankful for dickheads. You can you can bash dickheads around. How how do you how, do you not like the Golden Girls? Never really watched the Golden Girls that much. Just didn't. I appreciated them. I watched the shit out of it because it was funny, and uh, I didn't have a choice because I didn't pay rent or own a TV. Right <laughs> when they were on, it was my grandma loved it because she. Uh, I think. I think my my grandmother always wanted to be sassy, like uh, what's her face, the mom. Oh, I'm going sassy. Estelle, Estelle Getty. I can't think yeah. of her. I can't. I can't think of her. Her. Uh, oh my God, Sophia. Okay. Okay. My I think my grandmother always wanted to be like that, but my grandpa would forbid. Like he's like, w- there's only room in this family for one crass dipshit. Mm-hmm. Like I'm pretty sure that was my grandfather's attitude. Like, mm-hmm. so. But anyway, uh, and I just I kept watching. It's one of the funniest shows ever. But that's a, it's a, I don't know, it's a good song. Okay. The intro is a good song. So we're going to go through the whole what am I thankful for bullshit uh, this year? Okay, well, you want to <laughs> call it, you don't have to, but then you just sound uh, like a curmudgeon and I'll I disinvite know. you from any fucking Thanksgiving act- I'm not activities going But I'm thankful forward. for a few things. I'm thankful that we're sitting here, or I am at least at this point, watching live ISS go around the oh, world. God. Yeah. You're thankful for technology. Think about it. We're just sitting here, and there it is, and we have this internet and Wi-Fi. It's all tied together, all linked up. Yeah, we're, and we're sitting here while they're up there, and I just yeah. feel like I didn't accomplish anything. But it's, it looks—it's it's a fantastic view, and it, it looks fake. Yeah, so it must be, of course. Um, and uh, it's just it's a cool thing that we can do—is is yeah. witness things like that. You know, is it? It's like what time frame are you born in, and what's the one of the coolest things you talk about? Like my grandparents saw their first airplane at some point when they weren't that young and they also saw the space shuttle take off oh yeah so yeah that's one of those time frames people look at and go wow that must have been just amazing it, it's incredible yeah so are we in in a similar incredible time frame now i, don't I mean know. we're not at the end of it yet so i don't know yeah i would say yes i know that my life has been very interesting just uh being born in 81 and now making it to 2021 the things that that i've seen happen just as far as technology is concerned is so incredible yeah um, like they don't have beige computers anymore. <laughs> that that was a terrible notion, wasn't it? God, it would look so bad. Like the, it looked it, like old and dingy already. The, it was brand new. Yeah, the eighties aesthetic is just old and dingy. Even if it was brand new and nine thousand dollars for a PC, it, it always cracked me up. I'm like, how? Like, like when they came out with a black one. Oh, I'll take one of those. Please. Thank, thank Jesus. Thank that you, was. Jesus. I think that's what sold everybody on Dell. I think you're it right. It was was the black and gray aesthetic because it just it looks so much better than beige, right? That just looked like it was yellowed. You're right. It looked it looked aged already. It's right out of the box. Yeah, like it was. I'm like, what? But did they ever have? Did they ever come out with pure? I don't. Well, Apple eventually was white. They had very white stuff that was clean. It was different design, obviously. But they it was their Apple one. The earlier what color was that case? Beige. 
Okay. Yep, so was the uh, the damn... Well, the Apple One had a wooden case. It was a That's, kit. Well, the early ones, yeah. But and then you had uh, the... Whatchamacallit? Uh, well, the, you had Macintosh, and then you had the... It was a female's name. Lisa. Lisa. Beige. Very beige. Beige. Yeah. Advanced. Beige. Looked dirty. Looked looked aged. They did already. Yeah, And then already. Uh, when uh, Jobs went to Next, they made the black cube. Right. So he knew that black was black as back. Black is back. Always bet on black. <laughs> um, anyway. Anyway, I, I'm thankful that computers aren't beige anymore, so okay. that's nice. Uh, were you an early adopter for the iPhone? Because I wasn't. Uh, not really. Mostly because I couldn't afford that extra payment, mm-hmm. and I didn't have AT&T at the time. Remember when it first came out, oh, it was it was only on AT&T. AT&T. Yeah. And then when it spread to the other carriers within a year or so, it... Uh, it ja- I mean, you ha- you were paying like a twenty dollar extra fee, like premium phone fee, or, and, I, and mm-hmm. like we were too poor. I got my first uh, iPhone in two thousand ten. Fairly early adopter, so oh seven is when the first iPhone came out. So I my first phone was a three GS. I that think was I, my I first think iPhone. I you about the same time. I didn't know you then, but that was about when I because I was had the curved back. It was the last one. I... The, the back was curved. Uh, so I guess mine wasn't and then the, that one. What was the first flat one? Four. Four. Okay, that was, iPhone, my, that was my first Okay, one. that was your first. So, yeah, I had a 3GS, which was one generation earlier. So I, was a, I guess you could call it a fairly early ad- adopter, and I, I've never looked back. I had an Android phone. It was an early Android phone, so, like, I can't. I guess I can't really speak to it too much, and I fucking hated it. I, I took it in after, like, 27 days. So my other phone, I wish I still had it just to look at it. You know, but it was prior to this, not this phone, but my iPhone stuff was... It was some kind of a keypad and whatever. It was kind of a weird thing. It had a very tiny screen, and you could still you could go on the internet. And you just it took forever. But it was terrible. It, and was, it was just was... bizarrely weird. It's like wow. And then George, my friend, one of my Georgias back east, he had an early uh, iPhone. He was all into it, and I drug my feet and drug my feet. But I think I'm not sure who talked me into. It. I said I kind of have to get this now. I got to get this. And I never had an Android. I always went to Apple phones, and that was right. a, then an iPad and. No, I did have like a knockoff BlackBerry for a bit. That was a Windows. It was it was the first uh, Windows Mobile phone. Mm-hmm. Not the first, but it was one of the first. It was a it was a gift from a friend of mine. It was a uh, who listens from from Josh. Thank you for that one. It was a T-Mobile Dash, which was a uh, I can't remember who made that. It might have been I don't know, but it had. It was set up just like an uh, just like a BlackBerry, but instead of the check roll, it out. the rollerball, the ISS is oh. over Manitoba, Canada. I don't even care, dude. It's been up there for over twenty years. It's fucking old. It might as well be. A, of, is it beige? It, what is it? Yeah, it's uh, the ISS has been in orbit for so long. It's, it's beige. beige, and then some boomer is going to come along and re and rebuild it and paint it with flames on the side and park it on the chilling on Beale Street on Saturday. That's how old night. it is. That's Jesus, how classic it is. Yeah, it's a classic. Okay, you could put the <laughs> copper license plates on that thing. That's twenty years old this year. I, I, twenty or twenty-five years. They're having troubles with it lately. They were having some issues with that. We have fucking twenty years old. Maybe yeah. maybe do some maintenance. Change oil every once in a while. We shouldn't live beyond twenty years old anyway. Really. I mean, I, mean I I'm I'm now uh, forty. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'd say like I think like twenty have- years ago, I hit my peak. <laughs> <laughs> It's just all. And you started big, turning beige. Yeah. Then I and no, yeah, exactly. I started turning beige. And I'm like my, how come your eyes are aren't blue anymore? Well, they're monochrome because I'm also beige. Mm-hmm. That's fucking funny. Anyway, uh, you always do that to me. I'm so sorry. Now I forgot too. Where you I was. Fucking, I was it's excited like, about it's Canada. Like, 
It's oh, like holding up Canada. some. Canada. I was just. I was getting. It's Manitoba. Yeah. No one cares about Manitoba. Shout out to our three listeners in Manitoba, which is uh, half the population of Manitoba. It is. They got nothing better to do. They're, that's true. They're they're yeah shovel snow probably. Yeah. Um. So iPhones. Technology. No. What are you thankful for, Paul? Oh, um, I, you you need to get some positivity in your life because you started off tonight very oh, like you got a just, lot of you've taken on a lot and then you've been loaded up. I've been on I've been taken and loaded. People are just loading. They they load you up because you can handle it. I bend and, over and they load me up. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know that anymore because I don't work for KRMC. Oh, oh. hey, <laughs> Fuckers. Anyway, I, uh, oh no, I'm really th- I'm I'm uh, I'm in a pretty good place right now. Good. I just feel that's how I it's feel. How I fear inside. Poor Dave Chappelle. He's just don't say poor Dave Chappelle. I that know. guy's like a half a billion dollars in the he's, bank. This like, is a lot of fine. free press he's getting lately. I mean, seriously, yeah. all this attention he's yeah, getting. Yeah, the thing is, he has enough money left over. Like, he has enough money for ten lifetimes. His his third great grandkids will never have to work. Right. And yet he still stays in the public eye, and I appreciate that. I think that's great. He's stirring up controversies, getting people to have conversations. Yeah, he is. That's that's what comedians are supposed to do. Going back to jesters. Caitlyn Jenner backed him up recently. Yeah, I'm sure he didn't like that because I know he doesn't. Because he, he made a Caitlyn he made a Caitlyn Jenner he joke. He's like, hey, remember that time Caitlyn Jenner killed a guy? Like fucking just right out the bat, like one of his specials <laughs> for like four or five years ago. Anyway, um, that was a car wreck, wasn't it? Yeah, I forgot all about that. Yeah. Uh, you're in a good place. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's, I mean it's, it's it's not bad. They're, they're, I'm getting loaded up, and that's good. But we're I think we're moving in a good direction with things out here at the airport, and the business is doing doing well. You're um, healthy. I'm reasonably healthy. Uh, I have uh, decided this year because I've got my uh, physical coming up. Th- this is so bizarre. So two years ago in March was when Scott and I went and got our flight physicals in Vegas. Because you remember, over two years, I mm-hmm. started doing my weird weirdness. And um, when we were driving, we were like what the last people to get our physicals at this little facility before everything just shut down. Mm-hmm. We like snuck in under the wire, and we had to stop by an industrial park on the way back to Kingman, um, near Henderson somewhere, I guess, or something. something. And the whole place was dead. It was like a Tuesday or something like that. It was like, it was like 3 in the afternoon, and there was no one there. Because people were, this is when the big panic came with COVID. So they, people were shutting stuff down and going home, and it was just an odd, bizarre thing. So that was two fucking years ago this March. Mm-hmm. Anyway, my point is this, is that um, rather than uh, doing what I normally do every two years and just start behaving like a normal person, I'm uh, I'm going on the long, gentle uh, blood pressure and you know losing a little bit of weight pass. So by the time I get to that point of the physical, I won't have to really panic. Uh, unlike what you've done in years past, since every I've known single you, two years, it just yeah, it's like just ridiculous, it, folks. He would just lose his mind a little bit and just do crazy shit like drinking massive amounts of beetroot juice and right or eating beetroot powder. And they would and say, "I'm only going to eat only protein today, and it'll be like a can of tuna. That's it. I don't care." And then get rid of yeah. ca- caffeine 100. percent Now I will have to do that. I will have to like for the last month. How long does it take for caffeine to clear out of your system? Five you're, you're days. You're a doctor. Three days. Oh, I am a doctor. Days. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So according to Joe book, metal book, I, medical book. No, it's not do- Joe being a doctor. It's Joe who uh, discovered about 10 years ago that if you cycle your caffeine, mm-hmm. like you take a caffeine break, it resets very quickly. So I'll do a five or six day caffeine 
like break mm-hmm. about every six weeks. Okay. So for every six weeks, I'll go six days off of caffeine completely. First okay, so two what, days what you're saying, suck, and you have to drink about a gallon and a half to two gallons of water every day So for like two days to flush out of your system. You're going to get a headache. Ibuprofen takes care of it. Like literally just like 200 milligrams, like not even one of the big boys. Right. Like just 200 milligrams. Ibuprofen will take care of it. And so then honestly, after six days and you go back and you try and drink coffee like you did before, you will get so much done, including chewing your fingernails and right. probably fucking talking everyone's ear off around you because it really it just it doesn't take much time for your body to reset after the uh, so what you're saying is i can i'll do my own research of course uh is that like a week before i get my flight physical if i just one week i could just stop caffeine that's enough i would do two weeks before that way you're just used to it because you if you the thing is i don't want to punch the doctor yeah, you don't want to show up and look, yeah, but you know, it's better be better if you didn't punch the doctor. I mean, right. unless it's after the physical, which is probably not good. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, just uh, give yourself like two two weeks before and just cut out caffeine. Okay, and don't fucking titrate it. Don't do it. Like, don't step down. Just fucking stop. Just one oh, morning. Oh, I won't step down. I'll just quit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a little bit of a shock to your system, and it usually hits you like you're real tired the first day that you don't have any caffeine, mm-hmm. and then you pass out early because you're just exhausted and you wake up in the morning with a raging fucking headache right so you just have to drink plenty of water and that's how it that's that's how it, it cycles out it's you just pee it out right. that's why when you drink a lot of coffee your pee smells like coffee yeah so for you like i said like you pointed out i uh, i'll start running a little bit then i'll drink beetroot juice and then i'll check my blood pressure and it's like zero for a little, <laughs> like a little while dude i'm like, telling you guys <laughs> like there were times that he would check his blood pressure and i'm like that's too low what the fuck, man? I thought I had high blood pressure. Oh, look, his blood pressure is skyrocketing again. <laughs> it's like a amusement park roller coaster. It's like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah, that's, that is a small taste of what it's like to be friends with you. Yeah. <laughs> Just, woo, no hands roller coaster ride. I told you earlier today that I'm very grateful and thankful for you as a friend. Oh. Because you've helped me out tremendously in my life for almost 10 years. I don't know how I have, really. I'm, I'm not just saying you, you that. Don't, I, no, I'm not, I'm not trying to stroke your dick here. Like, I don't need to. I can um, pull it out right now. I'd be great if you didn't. But okay. if you did, I'm still not going to stroke it. Okay. What I'm saying is, like, you, you're a good friend. You're mm-hmm. a contributor. You, you, you are part of a uh, – you are a good friend to have. Well, you have helped me out a lot, too, Joe, because you're one of the few people that tolerate – you're a pallbearer. You're a true – <laughs> My back will never be the same, <laughs> Paul Bearer. There are a few people that I can totally unload on who you are willing to. I'm, I'm, you're, I'm probably the reason you have a drinking. Do you have a drinking problem? I'm just wondering if you do. No, I have a fucking. I have a, I have a. I have a podcasting problem that gets in the way of my fucking drinking. <laughs> um, uh, you know what's funny? Like we were talking the other day. Is like now that I'm working at Blackbridge full time and I'm there four or five days a week, six days a week sometimes. Mm-hmm. I don't drink nearly as much. <laughs> I thought I would be just be like drunk all the time, but yeah. then I, but beer slows me down, and that's a reward for the end of the day. It's kind of like how you have always said you don't you never drank to, uh, to like escape or to medicate or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I never really. did for whatever reason. I don't know why you drink to celebrate, which is why yeah. if you if you don't have anything to celebrate or you don't have anything worth rewarding, then you just don't drink. Which is incredible, and I like that. Do you remember the last um, time I did? It wasn't that long ago that I celebrated. Remember, it was like a Tuesday. Yes, it was a Tuesday. That news about my house. Yeah, and, and I, I think, think I, I tapped out before you did. You did. I went, I'm well, just going to I fucking worked that day, and I just started working uh, right. at the at the brewery. I had to walk outside, went in the middle, of the, and I shouted in the middle of uh, Beale Street, Are you not entertained? 
Sporties, let's oh, go. No one, no one was with me, and no one was with you. It's like John Belushi when he was trying to get everybody to go with him to, you know, to get the uh, get, build their float and tell the school to go fuck themselves. All right, let's go. Who's with me? Who's with me? You know, was it over when? Oh. was it over when the Nazis bombed Pearl Harbor? <laughs> People got was Nazis. Don't Nazis, let him go. He's just, on a roll. Just let him go. He's on a roll. <laughs> uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Oh, you were we were talking about you driving because you have to drive those wings up to Vegas. Oh, and I said, yeah, yeah, hey yeah. man, it's that you're you're driving the day before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving and traffic is going to be shit. It's like just something to be aware of. Google Maps will give you real time traffic conditions at that spot where that always backs up. You could just divert over, blah, da, 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 and you just said you should be my navigator. Which, whether you were serious about that or not, I can be, and I'm a damn good navigator at least on the ground. Right. That's a truck driver blood. Uh, and I said, hey, man, you've helped me navigate life for like a decade, so the least I can do is help you navigate the roads. Yeah, but I kind of said, but oh, it's well, not really or something yeah, like that. Yeah, but not right, because you have, you have like an that. annoying a level of humility. Not, I mean, I, well, okay. It's true. You do. But you're, it's, so the, it, it's, it's fine. It's a good thing to have. Speaking of navigating, we did talk about that with my crew. I said, I don't know what time to leave. I really don't. I have no idea if Vegas is like going to be like Atlanta, where Atlanta is fucked. With 7 million people. But you don't have to drive in Vegas that much, Paul. Jesus Christ, it's not that bad. Also, just... Oh, God. Oh, man. And I got to get paint, you too. Know, folks, I have to tell you, Paul is very well... He's so well-versed when it comes to technology. Not but really. sometimes... No, you really... Not really. There's that humility again. It's annoying. However, there's certain things you just don't use. Like... And because you don't have the occasion to. Like indoor plumbing? I use that occasionally. Wow. Um. Okay. No. Go ahead. No, but that's good to know. No wonder right. your bathroom's always so clean because you don't use it. <laughs> He's like, yeah, sparkly clean. I like to shit outside with the animals. They love no, me out the, there. An app called Waze. Oh, I use Waze. Okay. Are you then? Do you know about programming your trip in for the like the like later on? And it'll tell you. Oh, it's a Wednesday, day before a holiday. Da, da, da. Historically, these have been traffic numbers on Wednesdays. Expect another for 20% same chunk for this. Of road? Da, da, da. Yes. I and, didn't and know that feature say, about it. This is where I want to arrive. This is my destination. Uh, Speedway Boulevard, North Las Vegas, da, 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 at, by this time. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is when I want to be there. And it'll tell you, you should leave by this time in order to get there within this time based off of historical data. Okay, here's what's interesting, though. I'm going to go through a time zone because we are now on different... You know. Yeah, it, it's a smartphone with GPS. It'll figure it out. Okay. If we do, here's what I want to do. Dude, I'm telling you. And it, no, it, here's what I want it, to do. Just tell me how many minutes or how many hours of minutes, and then I'll know when to leave from here, and I'll do my own that, no, that's math not, with that's the not how it works. It's not how it works, smart guy. Think about this. Okay. It, that's a sliding scale. It could be longer. It could be shorter depending on when you want to be there. I understand. Okay, let's say you uh, – let's say uh, so you're you saying work, ways I can put the time I want to arrive. Yes, you know, tell me what time to leave from Kingman. Yes. And it'll figure out, because we're yes. in Arizona, we don't change our clocks. Yes. It'll yes. figure all that out. Yes. Tell me what time to leave. Yes. Okay, I'll check it out tomorrow. Yeah, because you told them uh, Nevada time, right? Well, I didn't tell them anything. What time to meet? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, the people. The people? The Mormons. I mean, oh, the Mormons. I mean, the Mormons in, in, uh, in uh, Nevada. I'm doing a wing deal. Yeah. 
Wait, you're going to go get wings without me? That's bullshit, man. We should get some wings after we drop off wings. Try. Ooh. I tried to go. I, I don't think I'm going to be able to go Wednesday. There's too much setup. Oh. Sorry, man. I got to. Okay. I have to do. There's. We have that big. We are assuming we're going to have a huge party because we haven't had Wicked Poison Wednesday. Dun, 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 dun. Folks, Wicked Poison Wednesday, the, you know, day before uh, uh, Thanksgiving. Which is the day is, you're listening to this podcast. Which is today, yeah. tonight, mm-hmm. Wicked Poison Wednesday. Wicked Poison is back. And thank God, and, how long has it been? It's been about a year. It's been at least two years since it's been high test, like a high like high the, alcohol, like the like that was meant to be. It's not like it was there for a few years where it was fourteen percent. That's coming. We just had to do a batch to make sure we could still do it and wait, push the yeast up wait, that high. So wait, what so, we're at is about ten percent. Okay, so <clears throat> excuse me. So what is it supposed to be? What was it originally? How how far back do you want to go? Well, originally, when he first made it, when he, wow, this is wicked poison. Everybody I want to say it was about eight percent. Okay, it was an eight percent wheat beer, I think. So did you? Tim, I'm sure Katie, it up Katie and Tim will listen, or Katie will listen, and sh- she'll ask Tim, and Tim will correct me. But okay. I think it was around eight percent, maybe eight and a half. Uh, then it just slowly kind of ramped up from there, and then when intentionally it hit, it hit yeah, and okay. it hit fourteen percent, and people just drank the shit out of it. Okay, was this the fourteen percent wicked poison that was up at the? Um, Boulder City Beer Fest yes. all the time. That's what, yep. that's what people sit in line for. Yes. The longest line at Boulder City Beer Fest was always Blackbridge. It was for Scorched Earth, the Ginger Ale, Wicked Gingers, and Wicked Poison. Okay. Now, this one you're making now is going to be what? It's going to be it's, it, not making. It's on tap. One on tap on Friday. On tap. It's is, uh, about right at 10%. Which is a little bit higher than the original original. Yes. But you're making another one that's going to be a little higher. Yes. We're okay. just going to kick it up. Okay. Yeah. Bam. Kick it up a notch. So, I wonder if you should call it different Wicked Poisons. No. No, okay. we're not, and we're not going down this having this discussion again. Okay, that's fine. Nope, that's it gets fine. to be too complicated because I just spent all that time explaining that shit to you, and I'd have to do that to every single fucking customer that asks, "What does OG mean?" No, well, I don't. No, I'm just saying no, it, no, uh, it, it's just yeah, not. Okay. It's just not worth the time. <clears throat> so it just could be wicked poison. This is the eight percent wicked poison. This is the ten percent wicked poison. This is or this is wicked poison. Oh my god, it's back, and people don't care that much. I gotcha. Yeah, so that's going to be back, folks. Come down. <coughs> Check it out. Um, It'll be there for there's just, Wednesday. Yeah, today I fueled up all the heaters for the back patio and this mm-hmm. and that and the other. So it's gonna be a fantastic party. We're gonna have a great time. Is there a uh, no? Uh, okay. <laughs> Where you say is there a band? Right. No. Okay. Because it's the day before a holiday. Nobody wants to play. You have a DJ? No. Okay. We're gonna figure it out. I don't, that's It'll fine. Be fine. We just let the right people play the music. Yep. Over the system. Yeah, and. Uh, the uh, cellar door will be open, so make sure you go to the cellar door wine bar. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, it's closed on Thursday. Like, people don't. Be, right? I, I think people, a lot of folks, don't realize that like Wild Turkey Wednesday mm-hmm. is a thing. It's and it's kind of a nationwide phenomena. I don't know that it's always. Or I don't know that it's always been called Wild Turkey Wednesday because I've only heard about it for about ten years. But you know, the day before Thanksgiving is when a lot of folks uh, who have either don't live around their family. They fly into town to visit for mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. And by Wednesday afternoon or early evening, they're already tired of being around their family, so they go out and drink. <laughs> right. Or they go out and get drunk because everybody's in town and they have a bunch of people they haven't seen and go and party. It's the biggest money-making night of the year for the bowling alley And bar. it's really uncomfortable anyway when you go over to 
extended family's homes for Thanksgiving and you're staying in their house. It's, yeah. it's just weird because, it's, and oh, make yourself at home. Yeah, you really can't. can't really make myself at home on this fold-out couch, Aunt Darlene. Sorry. Right. I'm not going to take my pants off and then I'm you know do whatever Can you I do. I really make myself at home because I'm yeah. going to shit with the door open. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to rifle yeah. through your fucking fridge. Y'all going to be so uh, glad I'm making myself at home. Yeah, making myself at home, no pants. <laughs> anyway, uh, but also the kids coming back from college to visit. Oh, that's another yeah. one. That's a big. That's that's probably where it started. It was like the partying and whatnot. The college kids. So probably so. Yeah. So you're saying it's been around as far as you know about ten years. N- no, no, no. It's been around for a lot longer than that. Like okay. decades. Uh, y- at least yeah. Uh, probably not centuries. I don't remember what I did. I didn't do much last Thanksgiving. I don't think. I think I really didn't. Like you came over. You came over to my house. I did. Yep. Okay. Yeah, you brought uh, your your usual booze, booze and mixers, <laughs> which is always grateful, right? Because it's not like you show up at nine o'clock in the morning to help cook food. You show up and bring libations once we've all drank them by two o'clock in the afternoon, and it's always perfect fucking arrival. Um. All right. Perfect. You know, it's a it's always a perfect arrival time for you. It is. Uh, uh, thankful for, uh, so I, you know, I, I'm, uh, thankful I'm, I think my health is reasonably decent. Pretty okay with that. Yeah, probably. Things are going okay out here. I'm good. You know, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm missing, there's certain people that I miss for sure. Family wise and friends wise that are no longer with us or whatever, but that's the way it is. I'm, you know, I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm just entertaining myself enough to where I can not really be terribly sad around the holiday i'm never really that sad around the holidays i used to be and, and i've gotten better at it i think porsche moving mm-hmm. that first christmas was rough the first like set of holidays i've always had trouble with the holidays because i live so far away from my like from most of my family mm-hmm. and you know i only live i live with my dad for my dad lived in kingman and my dad and i lived both lived in kingman for only like four, three years, four years, right? And then he moved to Phoenix, and he always worked Christmas anyway because, he, or Christmas Eve anyway, because he uh, drove truck for the mail for you know o- over you know the long haul for for right. in between distribution centers like uh, Phoenix, Las Tucson, Phoenix, Las Vegas, Flagstaff, you know whatever, and um, those guys run and they run and they run and they run as you know you know oh yeah we, got, so- we have friends that are mail carriers and they're running fucking ragged right now fuck. Man, Mike didn't get back. There was a couple days last week that he didn't get back home until seven o'clock. He clocks in at eight. Fuck, man, and doing that, Jesus, doing that five, day, five days a week. Yeah, doing yeah. that five days a week. Jesus, uh, and that's, that that that's, started that's nuts. It used to not start until after Thanksgiving. It was like the Monday when when Amazon Prime first became a thing. The Monday after or Tuesday after um, Black Friday mm-hmm. was fucking terrible, and that's kicked it off. Well, it's all and changed now, a lot and now. And then COVID's happened. COVID now there's happened. more shopping so online. So you're, if your mail carriers, folks, if your mail carriers, your FedEx guys, your UPS guys, if they seem like they're a little testy and have been for about 20 months, it's because of all the shit you all have been ordering. Mm-hmm. And that's just bottom line what it is because they're overworked, overloaded. The, the so mail, honestly, at you least should the really UPS, tip these people something. 
please always tip your care your if you get regular packages from fucking anybody right please tip them give them something the gift card bake them cookies which i didn't do i missed it la- i didn't miss it whatever certain days i was going to be doing for whoever's delivering and i the, i wasn't here and i i feel terrible last year because i missed everybody so last year. so make it better this year i'm gonna have to yeah make it a point to do so yeah i'm gonna have to figure this shit my out. mom always did it. i i it, it, it was never anything big it was usually baked goods or something like that you know would give it to the mail carrier because they had the same carrier <laughs> for like 20 years now mike gets a lot of baked goods doesn't he he does I mean, he, he gets cleans some, up he, he really does and like not but there's i think i think i can't remember if it's his mom or maybe it's his mom and one of his his uh you know what are they called customers, customers? i guess uh stops person on his route i don't know whatever but uh the, he loves the almond roca and i do too and i didn't even know it until mike started getting pounds of what it. is it almond roca oh, like it's okay. It's um, almond toffee covered in dark chocolate. Yeah. Oh fuck, is it good? People anyway, get, people, people those. Oh, that's there's now hand, I know. Little, I'm gonna go over to Mike's house and just help meet all this. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> around the like starting in the next probably two weeks or so, mm-hmm. Mike will start saying, "Hey man, please take any of this," and it's just like a spread of fucking candies and chocolates and shit that they all just give him. So, and the thing is, is yeah, he gets a lot of that stuff, but. That dude delivers to a shitload of people, which means not a lot of people are are that's true. Uh, giving out a holiday like tip to their. Career. I I gave I give money to my people. Uh, yeah, that's do. that, and that's one. I think he gets that too. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's plenty of people that still do that, but uh, that was always kind of a thing. Like I I I'd heard about um, uh, other friends of mine that are mail carriers. I think I'll give out a savings like a, bond. Like a, How about a savings bond? That'd be nice. <laughs> savings bond is about as valuable as a pair of fucking underwear, man. <laughs> I have a twenty-five dollar savings bond that I was given when I was like oh. eight years old. You know how much it's worth? You, you like, still have it's it? like five hundred bucks. Like it's not worth jack shit. Yeah, I'll let it. I'll let it. I mean, but that and it's like th- fucking thirty plus years old. And it had you invested in Apple with that, you would have been not sitting here. Yeah, right you now. know, I was thinking about investing in Apple, but then I remembered I was eight and still picking my nose and eating my boogers. So like, I okay. didn't fucking. I was finger painting, dude. Right, I know. You can pick your friends and you can pick your nose, but you can't wipe your friends on the couch. Exactly. That's so gross. This is so fucking nasty. Hey, let's take a break. All right. All right, we'll be right back. Good. They want to hear the Thanksgiving song. All right. All right. This is uh, this is a Thanksgiving song. I hope you enjoy it. Love to eat turkey. <laughs> <laughs> Love to eat turkey. I love you. Love to eat turkey, cause it's good. Love to eat turkey like a good boy should, cause it's turkey to eat. So good. That clapping's messing my head up, man. I appreciate it, but I was, was trying to think of the next line. I'm like, all I hear is clapping. <laughs> Here we go. Thanks anyways. <laughs> turkey for me, turkey for you. Let's eat the turkey in my big brown shoe. Love to eat the turkey at the table. I once saw a movie with Betty Grable. Eat that turkey all night long. 
50 million Elvis fans can't be wrong. <laughs> turkey lurkey do and turkey lurkey dap. I eat that turkey, then I take a nap. <laughs> Thanksgiving <laughs> is a special night. Jimmy Walker used to say dynamite. That's right. Turkey with gravy and cranberry. Can't believe the Mets traded that old strawberry. Turkey for you and turkey for me. Can't believe Tyson gave that girl BD. White meat, dark meat, you just can't lose. I fell off my moped and I got a bruise. Turkey in the oven and the buns in the toaster. I'll never take down my Cheryl Teague's poster. Wrap the turkey up in aluminum foil. My brother likes to masturbate with baby oil. <laughs> Turkey and sweet potato pie. Sammy Davis Jr. only had one eye. Oh, turkey for the girls and turkey for the boys. My favorite kind of pants are corduroys. Gobble, gobble, boo, and gobble, gobble, giggle. I wish turkey only cost a nickel. Oh, I love turkey on Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Homemade cranberry sauce or cranberry sauce shaped like a can? No, it's got to be, if it, if it comes out of a can, it's got to be the actual berries in there. It can't be just the gelatin. So, okay. I used to be a gelatin guy when I was a child. Okay. But and then, then you grew up and put away childish things. You sound like Al Gore like 20 years ago. Remember not all, you said not that? all of like, them. I didn't. I no. Did a lot of childish I things I do. Yeah. All the time. But then, then I, but now I like the... You know the berries in a can. Uh huh. You know, in fact, that's pretty good on a lot of stuff. And you know, I I bought that. There was a whole shitload after Thanksgiving. Crazy how it works, right? It's like a whole aisle full. And went, I'm just gonna buy some of this. I'm just gonna start putting it on stuff. Cranberry sauce is really cool because it's sweet and tart at the yeah. same time. Okay, kind of like, like rhubarb. Here's a th- here, well, it's rhubarb just tart. You gotta add sugar, but you know. Here's um a confession. Mm-hmm. I've never had canned. Cranberry sauce. Like in any form? I don't remember cranberries in any form. I've never seen cranberry sauce. I don't recall ever sitting down to a family meal, even going way back to like my grandparents' house. Of ever house. having I, it? Of ever even having it. Okay, I've never so, had it. Are you one of those fuckers in Kingman? Because the first time I was in Kingman, I had Thanksgiving. I went to someone's house. There was no cranberry sauce at all. And I thought, what the one, fuck n- is this? No. I would have brought some. Okay, I'm not one of, quote, those motherfuckers, which is <laughs> a little bit overboard. It's a little bit oh. of an overreaction. Okay. But I love overreaction because I do it all the time. Right. Uh, no, I can remember having homemade cranberry sauce. Okay. Um, and then for the past- Which is pretty you know, easy to do. Just everything takes time, but yeah. It, it's, no, it's- it, Fuck, it barely takes time. Boil it down, 
you know, a little bit of in a double it, in a sh- some sugar. It's I think literally like ten minutes of hands on. That's it, right? And it doesn't, and it and it's done in probably fifteen minutes of cooking, and it's done, ready to go. You pour it into a Pyrex. In fact, I'm gonna make some either tomorrow or Wednesday. Yeah, and you can fill the refrigerator and, and stays, it, and it actually gets better overnight because yeah. I put like uh, a couple chunks of ginger or grated ginger. Um, it has obviously has cranberries, a few chunks of uh, a sweet apple. Mm-hmm. So this year I'll use either Red Delicious or uh, uh, I don't have food. Honeycrisp. I have Honeycrisp at the house. See, so I'll I use thought those. before you were saying that you've never really done cranberry sauce at Thanksgiving. No, I don't remember ever having canned cranberry sauce. That's why I, I asked canned versus homemade. Yeah. Uh, no, and, homemade but is I, awesome. I yeah. honestly can't remember who made the cranberry sauce it, it, growing up. Maybe my mom did use canned, but she added stuff to it. That was something that, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. you had three boys and two jobs. Like, she, fuck, man. The woman barely had any time to think, let alone put together a meal. But she always did. And it, I know one of the things she always liked to do, which, what's her name? Sandra Lee. She built a whole fucking empire on it of semi-homemade. Do you remember that one? Uh, I, the, I think the, I, I don't, I've never seen it, but I remember S- the show. Sandra yeah. Lee was the, she's like real tall. Um, she always dressed real, like just dressed to the nines, like dressed mm-hmm. really well. And she always had a cocktail paired. This is on the Food Network. Every dish that she made had a cocktail paired with it. Mm-hmm. And she, you could tell that the woman just loved to drink and cook. Mm-hmm. Because the cocktail she would make, she was like, okay, so you're going to want to take this. Uh, this drink is going to be in a, uh, what is it, a tumbler, which is what we would call a pint glass, mm-hmm. right? And put enough ice in there that you know that it chills it down, but not so much that you don't get an actual drink. So you're going to want to put one and a half ounces in there, and it was like glug, 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 glug. Mm-hmm. That is not one and a half ounces. That is four ounces. Mm-hmm. I know. So she would always make a cocktail. I always thought that shit was funny, but it was called semi-homemade. She's she kind would, of a sophisticated Julia Child if she were – I'm sure she was drinking when she, she was doing her show. Oh, she absolutely was. She, Julia Child, my favorite quote from her, is like, I love cooking with wine, and sometimes it even makes it into the food. <laughs> that's fucking incredible. I, that's It's perfect, and she is right. Right. Um. No, Semi Homemade with Sandra Lee was is a great show because th- that was like, okay, that's what my mom was doing. Because she would dress up things that, you know, 80 or say 50% of the, the cooking was done for you, mm-hmm. right? So you just have to kind of put it together and heat it up. So you get like. Makes it special, ha- but it's a much quicker. Well, it's like you get a hamburger helper, but it had like some taco seasoning in it and a little extra garlic, maybe some chopped garlic, and maybe this mm-hmm. and that. Like it was just elevated a little bit, right? Mm hmm. So there's always a chance, and I, I didn't even think to ask my mom. I, maybe I'll ask her when I talk to her the next couple of days. I don't know that we ever had, uh, unless she put cranberry sauce from a can, heated up on the stove and added chunks of something or something, extra cranberries yeah. or something like that just to dress it up. Mm-hmm. She could have done that. But I don't remember ever seeing the cranberry sauce like shaped like a can, which people think is funny and just put it on a saucer. And people just kind of hilarious. Just slice at it. it up, like pucks out of it. Yeah. It's a puck, like a puck of cranberry. I don't remember gelatin. ever having Thanksgiving that was like that. Um, I remember I wasn't that much younger than I am now when I learned how they harvested cranberries. For the first, I had no idea. Oh, really? I'd actually seen it when I was young. Live? I, 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 when they, like in your area? They do it in uh, I've seen them floating, like in the bogs. Like yeah, in not, Ohio? No, hell no, 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 no. I was going to uh, say it's up northeast or something, isn't it? Yeah, New England. Okay. But I've been I've been all over New England just because of my, like my stepdad driving truck. And, yeah, and yeah they would flood them when they float, and they have some kind of machinery, I guess, yep. that comes through and yeah. gets them. Yeah, this guy, you, you always see the guys out there in like hip waders, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, kind of raking them across the water, I guess, pushing them over to like the intake. And then you have like, it, it's weird. It looks like a it looks like a boat combined with a um, like a corn harvester. It's really strange. Right. The first time I saw it, I was like, 
joining the the show halfway in in their harvesting them out there. It's flooding. But well, I had no idea cranberries grew in the water. That's what I'm thinking to myself. Yeah, <laughs> and they, they going, don't exactly grow in the water. Well, I know. I'm going. This is really odd. I had no idea they grew this way. This is really weird. And that's how the Bible get got fucked up. Yeah, people came in the story halfway. They were like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, they were they were late to the party and just right. started making shit up. Right. And then I figured it out and went. I, I may have even brought it up to somebody. Go, Do you know cranberries grow in the water? I probably from my friends. I went. They don't grow in the water. That's how they harvest them. Yeah. Yeah, it's, they grow on little short. Saw. They grow on little short bushes, and then they flood it, and they float up. Right. <laughs> I but I do remember the first time I had cranberry, like homemade cranberry sauce, on like some kind of a really badass sandwich of some kind, right? Uh huh. You know, turkey and all. It's basically a whole Thanksgiving yeah. meal in a sandwich. Did you have that at an establishment, or did you have that at someone's house as like leftovers? I think it was a nice establishment of some kind. It was like, and I was all because I love. It wasn't Capri- Capriotti's and- Capriotti's sandwich shop. There, there. I don't know where where all they are, but I know mm-hmm. that there's one in Boulder City, mm-hmm. and I had one there, and they actually have that sandwich year round. And yeah, Katie. Actually, no. I I think. Oh, maybe that wasn't you. I it was it was. I went there after Boulder City Beer Fest. Uh, and I thought maybe you were with us, but it might have been just me and Katie and Lee, because Katie's the one who told me about it. Mm-hmm. And Lee's like, "Oh, we're going there tomorrow before we go back to Kingman." And we got in the fucking fourteen inch long, um, Thanksgiving sandwich. I think is what they call it, mm-hmm. and it's got everything on it. It has <clears throat> turkey, gravy, stuffing. No, I would love that. I would like. I know it's it's very special, and I I hate if I miss turkey during Thanksgiving. That's what it is to me. That's kind of what the deal is. I love that meal, but I would order it if it were out and available at restaurants, uh, you know, on a regular. I would order it in June if it were available. Yes, absolutely. I yeah. I love well-made turkey. Oh, yeah. All the time. All right. Let me see this. Thing. Uh, I'm, I'm looking it up. Looking up the sandwich shop. Yes. In uh, is it you said Boulder City or? Well, yeah, it's called Capriati's, but they're a sa- they're a, ch- a chain. Some reason I don't know this chain for some reason, I don't know. That sucks, man. It's a national Your mission. Oh no! Tuna. You know what kind of restaurant we need in this town, don't you? Oh no! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's go uh, down that path. Yeah, are we gonna go? Are we gonna go down that path, man? We need. Let's start listing them off, right, Joe? All the what are the popular top three that people say we need? We need a Red Lobster. <laughs> we need an Olive Garden. <laughs> we need an Applebee's. <laughs> They're like, we already have an Applebee's. It's called fucking Chili's, dude. It's the same goddamn right. thing. I think the food comes out of the same barrel. doesn't come out of the yeah, same gar- gallon it, drum. <laughs> it probably comes from the same factory. Right. It's all Michelinas, like microwave shit. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, is it God. kind of partially pre-prepared? Isn't that how their food is, Joe? Isn't it? Oh, it's, most of it it's is. Not, yeah. like, they don't really make it there, right? No, they... Well, uh, they make some of it. The if I remember correctly, it's the ribs and the steak. Everything else is kind of microwave. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Mayonnaise, lettuce, roast turkey, roasted turkey, cranberry sauce, um, stuffing, gravy on the side. If you want, I'm going tomorrow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's in Boulder City. It's gonna be my warm up Thanksgiving sandwich. <laughs> Like, normally you have leftovers. You just, just do it in reverse. What you should do is really get a sandwich. You know what we should do one year? And then do the meal the is, next time. See if they can do a six-foot-long version of that, and that'll just be Thanksgiving dinner for people and just have them show up. <laughs> I did uh, have a – it was like 
I was I think it was a uh, Black Friday. My dad wanted to go up to Vegas and go shopping, which is not something he ever really wanted to do. But it was uh, Sam's Club had some crazy deal and we needed a new stove, a gas stove. Right. And it was like 80 percent off or some shit like that. So we got this badass stove in the shithole of a house. Okay, but we drove up there. He goes, "Hey, uh, let's go get some lunch. I'm hungry. We already got the one thing that we came up here to get." So we went to some restaurant, and they had they just called it leftovers, and it was from their Thanksgiving thing that they did the mm-hmm. day before, mm-hmm. and they they did that kind of sandwich, but they took four, like you know, the the uh, Hawaiian rolls are all are all kind of packed together, like oh, they're yeah. attached. Yeah. So they took four of them that are still you know stuck together. Um. Uh, cut them. What did that be like? Through the well, middle, basically. So, yeah, whatever, horizontally. Yeah. So you have two halves, like two big pieces of bread. Yeah. They put them on a grill and toast them, and that had turkey gravy, your dressing, and cranberry sauce. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing. I mean, it was nice. all grilled and just oh, so so good. Just great leftovers. Oh yeah. I mean, and my, honestly, one of my favorites is just turkey. Um, turkey, uh, Swiss. And some mayo as a sandwich, like the, oh, the yeah. next day. I'll also, I also love making turkey soup because I'll save the carcass and things like that. Unfortunately, probably won't be able to save the carcass, or not. I won't have much of a carcass to save because uh, I reached out to one of our listeners, Mister Bosena, mm-hmm. amazing man, mm-hmm. the smoker, the smoked smoking king of the Southwest. He is. He has to be. Have f- that fucking guy has got this smoker that looks like a goddamn like bank safe it's incredible oh, yeah. right it's amazing it truly so is. i asked him i said can can i give you a turkey or something to smoke and like i, I don't know what you want like in trade or whatever he's like no nah, man don't worry about it like it doesn't take much time to smoke turkeys because you smoke at such a low temp and then crank it up at the end that it cooks that he's also like i spatchcocked a turkey have you ever done that Ooh, yeah yeah so it's all flat and cooks he's like it's done in like 55 minutes so I said, well, that's cool. Can I bring you a ham, too? He goes, I've always wanted to smoke a ham. I've never done one. And I'm like, fuck, yeah, I'm getting you bringing a ham. So, yeah, Thursday, when you eventually show up. Smoked bologna is really good. Oh, dude, the chubs, Jesus Christ. Those, mm-hmm. those, oh, that bologna. Man, it's so good. Um, Yeah, so he's hooking us up, Uh, you know, with that. I said, dude, oh, that's you're, Thursday? You're, that's, that, that's what we're yeah, having? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, he's got two Thanksgiving, two different family Thanksgivings to go to, but I invited him. I said, you should definitely... Come over, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, I, I'll try to. Maybe I'll do that in between. I'll come down for a couple beers and just hang out." Are there? Um, we have to really say what we're doing, I guess. But is there is there enough uh, food? There's going to be plenty of food where okay. we're going for Thanksgiving. Enough turkey. Uh yeah, because somebody else is making a turkey. So there's going to be two okay. full size turkeys, and I got a twenty twenty eight pound, twenty seven and a half pound, something like that turkey. Okay. So. Uh, and then the ham, the ham is huge too. It's like a 19 pound ham. So when you initially do the smoking, how long does that take for a 20 pound turkey? For, for that turkey mm-hmm. spatchcocked like that, it's, he said it's under an hour. Really? Yeah. To cook the whole thing? Yeah, I said it doesn't take very long at all. Explain to me spatchcocking. Cause I think you I did cut, that when you, I was a teenager. You, you <laughs> I'm still doing it now that I'm an adult. <laughs> uh, no, when you spatchcock, it's, it's used for fowl. So you can spatchcock a chicken, turkey, Duck, goose. I don't know why you would do a duck. I'm gonna get there's something you, you put can. heat on the inside as well. The outside. Nope. Is that what nope. You, nope. How does nope. it cook so quick? I'm stopping. Go Thank ahead. you. Got it. Got it. Okay. I'm listening. Listen. You have your bird sitting in front. Of you. you got the legs, mm-hmm. right? You got the spine. 
Mm -hmm. You flip it upside down. You have the spine, mm -hmm. right? So you, you cut with like kitchen shears. Uh, you cut the spine off, splaying it out, and then you cut open the uh, where the wishbone is, mm -hmm. right? And pull that out. And what you do is you bend it. You kind of flex, and once you've got the spine out, you put it out flat on like a sheet tray, mm -hmm. and just all your weight down on it, just crunch, and it flattens it out. Mm -hmm. So. It makes everything the same, pretty much the same thickness, and it cooks. It's a more surface area because more it's, surface area. Sorry, it's being smoked all around. Yes, instead. So that's of, why it's so instead quick. of like a big and, and when people you know because like the, you've seen the way I cook you know my turkey, it's got a an onion that's cut in half, shoved inside a bunch of garlic. Right. Um, uh, what else do I throw in there? A, a garlic. Uh, you can garlic, shove some fruit like, in there. People do that sometimes. Some people do fruit. Mm -hmm. um, mine has sage butter on the inside and in between the skin and the breast, so like mm -hmm. that. That is one giant mass of something that has to be cooked, and it takes forever to cook, and the breast mm -hmm. cooks on the outside or mm -hmm. is going to get cooked first, which is why breast – I thought – tough to make it very dry. Well, yeah. I thought turkey was just supposed to be dry, and then I only like the legs. Mm -hmm. No, that's not the case. You can make it, and that's when I learned about brining, dry brining, and then like the bacon method that you've, you've had seen me mm -hmm. do before like mm -hmm. that. It's the way to – it's just the way to do it. Once you understand the science behind um, the – White meat and dark meat getting being done at different temperatures, and the the dark meat has to it takes longer to cook because it's fuller full of fat. Mm -hmm. It also is done at a higher temperature than the breast meat. So what you have to do is protect the you know you you protect the white with meat something some kind of a blanket. with something. So and some people put foil over top of it. Mm -hmm. Some people cook their birds upside down, which my mom has done before, but she said it's kind of a pain in the ass because mm -hmm. it's not how the the turkey doesn't sit very well, you know. So how is the moistness moistness of a uh, it doesn't, spatchcock? It uh, doesn't cook long enough for it to steam off. I got you. It gets done, and the water stays in it. So is he going to yeah. do that for himself also? Do um, I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I'm honestly not sure, but I'm so thankful and grateful that I'm friends with him. And But he also, because his, his machinery is so big that he... He really he fired. He likes to get a lot of meat in there. I think right, and then well, fired up. Yeah, and he had said that he he's like I may just do like a, a smoke, but like the the ham. Uh, he said, you know, maybe we can. He said I might just do it a day or two before, and you just come get it, and all you have to do is reheat it. I'm like I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. The turkey, not so much. That's got to be done that day, but it, that's still only like an hour. Mm -hmm. Um, and I said, dude, do whatever you think is going to be the best. I'm I'm at your whim, and I will come and pick it up and do whatever you know, whenever you want me to. I don't care, right? Because it's such a huge favor, and it and it's actually kind of a load off, off of me, of sure. having to cook, and which I normally do, and I'm actually really kind of excited to sleep in because, fucking poor Mike. Mike asked me, goes, hey man, uh, what do you uh, what do you have to cook on Thanksgiving Day? And I'm like, mm, nothing. Gotta what, mix what, me a cocktail. Like, what do you? What do you? Yeah, I'm gonna wake <laughs> up in the morning and I'm gonna. I, I expect some fucking Irish cream in my goddamn coffee. Mm -hmm. uh, and he goes, "What do you mean nothing?" And I'm like, "Well, Bo Senna's smoking a turkey and a ham for us, and uh, I'm gonna make cranberry sauce, but I'm gonna make it the day before." And he's like, "That's it." How did I get roped into making seventy-two deviled eggs and five <laughs> pounds of mashed potatoes? Like, I feel for Mike. I mean, his I, his devilings are awesome, but that's a lot of work. It is a lot of work, you know. I but his, his lady friend's going to help him out with it. I'm sure it, it help it helps having two people doing that because you can do an assembly line thing. Because mm -hmm. I used mm -hmm. to do that with my mom growing up. So like, deviled eggs are a pain in the ass by yourself. With with two people, it's really not that big of a deal, right. especially with and I and I told him I said it's not like I'm just going to lay like I'm not going to lay around on the couch. 
watch football and and just fucking watch you guys peel 70 fucking eggs. Right. Because like, it's not 70 eggs or 72 eggs. It's uh, half. Yeah. 36, you know. It's right. like three dozen. Right. Which is still a lot, but like yeah, I can, I just told him like just load them up in the, my pressure cooker. They're, they'll be done in no time. Yeah, even store like super super fresh eggs. That's something I, that folks. I'm gonna throw this out there to you. If you make hard boiled eggs, and you know that fr- there's a lot of folks out there these days have farm fresh eggs, and you can buy. Yeah, it's so dirt cheap to get eggs for, for from people these days because a lot chicken, of people are raising them. A lot of them. It's a good like, side now. What are you with these eggs? We got some eggs. What yeah, no do? shit. Yeah. So, um, and the the idea is that fresh eggs, farm fresh eggs are so great for everything except hard-boiled, for hard-boiling, because that membrane hasn't deteriorated, and you usually just rip them apart when you try and do that. Oh, I, I see. found the secret. To peeling hard-boiled eggs after you boil them. I found the hard secret. Hard-boiled eggs after you boil them. What is the secret? The secret is to use a pressure cooker. Oh. Because it gets such high heat for such a, a brief amount of time. That it breaks down that membrane. Something to do with the high pressure does something with that membrane. Do you run into this data, or do you do it one I day? Found, I, I read it in uh, Bon Appetit magazine. Okay. Um, and, and it was probably two years ago. And I finally tried it about a year ago, and I was like, I got some eggs that uh, from a, you know, a, 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 from mutual acquaintance, and I said, how fresh are these? I want to test something. And he goes, well, they were probably all do- – all, all, like, all, uh, every single one of those eggs in that dozen – was inside of a chicken within the past two days. And it doesn't get much more fucking fresh than that. So they were just picked. So I went home and immediately put them and, you know, rinsed them off and put them in the pressure cooker based off the instructions I found on the Bon Appetit website. I couldn't fucking believe it. I, I, you know, you have the, you have the pointy end and then like the dull end or whatever, the rounder end. Mm -hmm. You know, rounder end is usually where that air pocket is. So you, Mm -hmm. you pound that down and I was able to just squeeze and a fucking thing popped right out. I wow. couldn't believe it. I, I peeled a dozen eggs in less than five minutes. Really? Not even five minutes. Probably three minutes. Yeah. Um, and so it has to I, the I pressure works also for regular eggs as well. Yeah, it, wor- it works wonders on your store-bought eggs that sure. are you know a little older. That typically, like, that's the one time of year I used to only buy, like, the only time of year I would ever buy eggs at the store, because I had several people I worked with, the hospital and Don and a handful of other people around town that would either just give me eggs or I would pay two bucks and right. not have to go to the store for eggs. The only time I would ever buy store-bought eggs for probably three or four years was when I needed to make hard-boiled eggs for some reason, egg salad or whatever. Production of something, yeah. Because of that, the, the fresh eggs are just kind of shitty for it. But now, now I know the trick. Now I want some hard-boiled eggs. I, I use I just I I could sit and eat a dozen hard-boiled eggs, and you would hate me for a while. Well, you would hate. I me love them. What I'd like to do is put a little bit of a um, uh, little bit of um, like kosher salt, tiny bit, and fresh ground pepper, and then this is the part you're gonna hate. Couple dashes of uh, Tabasco on there. And I oh, I don't hate. I don't. I don't prefer. It's not that I. I don't hate Tabasco. I think Tabasco is overrated. I get it. I think Crystal is a better Louisiana hot sauce because it has better pepper flavor. I think Tabasco has too I, much vinegar. I, I love different. I love different hot sauces. I really do. I like the vinegary taste. It, fair enough. And and honestly, right there you go. I with eggs, I like vinegary taste too because my go-to is mustard, not even salt and pepper, just straight up mustard on mm. on, a, on a, so it's the same kind of the same vein. I had a friend that and I still do this occasionally that I learned this in Texas when I was there when I was a kid and he would uh, have like uh ruffles or lay, I can't remember which one they were didn't matter, but he would have a dollop of uh mustard 
regular yellow mustard and, yeah, and dip, dip, dip it potato chips in mustard. Like plain potato it's chips? The first time I ever saw that yes. when I was like 10 years old. I went, let me try that. I'm like, yeah. this is pretty fucking good. And then I had honey mustard potato chips one time somewhere, and I'm like, well, I want I want those, and I couldn't find any. So I was probably 11 or 12. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, we didn't have any honey mustard chips anymore, so we had regular Lay's or Ruffles or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And I mixed honey and mustard yeah, and it, made my it, own it and does work oh it's, it's so it's good what it is yeah oh yeah yeah i'm with him on that yeah it was very tasty i and i still do that to this day if i have potato chips mm-hmm. i will make sure i have mustard now i can tell you one of my favorite uh ways of eating like french fries or potato chips is uh it's like uh not kosher salt what is it pickling salt like the like the it, it just all it is just salt that's been ground up real fine okay Pickling salt or like a movie theater salt, you know, how it's oh, real fine. Super fine, yeah. You take that and mix it uh, like a three to one ratio of mustard powder to salt. Okay. And then sprinkle it over fries. Oh, my God. Hmm. Like fresh fries, like right out of the fryer yeah. or um, on like in a bag of chips and then shake the chips, mm-hmm. like close the top and then shake the chips up. And oh, yeah. This is like SNL. And NPR delicious dish. Delicious dish. <laughs> Don't you remember that? Thing? Oh, I do. <laughs> Would you like I'm to? I'm dish. Pete Schweddy, and I brought my <laughs> sweaty balls. <laughs> hey, remember when Alec Baldwin shot somebody? <laughs> <laughs> and then, wait, also, not just a sweaty balls, a sweaty wiener. Remember their sweaty yeah, wiener? He brought, yeah, because there was multiple episodes of that, <laughs> or multiple iterations of that sketch. I'm Pete Schweddy and his sweaty balls. Did you bring any of your sweaty balls? What's going to happen Pete? with this whole shooting thing with Mr. Baldwin, though? By the way, where's this going to end up? Do you think? You know, is he going to ever redeem I think, himself? I is think it? I. Well, it's not like he doesn't have anything to redeem at people all. People are yes, people are and dragging I, him around. Because and I will assholes. fucking attack anybody publicly that says. So. Well, he that should dude, never point a gun at anybody without clearing it himself. That's and blah, not. Blah, that's blah, not blah. how fucking movie sets work, I know. dude. That you have. I know. That is an actor who doesn't need to know how to do that. This wasn't a combat situation. And apparently, the armor doesn't need to know it either. <laughs> well, but but the, there was a breakdown. There was yeah. a. Break, it's never going to be Alec Baldwin that gets charged with it. He might get sued for something, but it's not going to go anywhere because right. that isn't his responsibility. There's like five other people on set who that's their responsibility. His responsibility is to show up and act. Yeah. The 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 real bizarre part when they do this investigation is how did a real round get put in this gun? Right. And what was it doing? Yeah, you know, that's the real. Did they, ever, always, did they establish it was a real round? I'm pretty sure it was. Okay, okay. I'm, okay, I wouldn't go. I, I, but that, I haven't that's followed I, it. I wasn't there, but that's what I heard. It was yeah. actually a real round, and that's why this person was killed. I haven't followed it closely because I haven't been following anything closely because I haven't had time or fucking brain bandwidth. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I don't know that anything, nothing criminal is going to happen to him. This and, armor because was he didn't Havasu. do anything criminal. Did you criminal. see this? She lived in, in Havasu. She lived in Bullhead. Bullhead, I'm sorry. Yes, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's another thing I have a problem with. I'm, I'm really, I'm getting to the point now where I'm like, I understand why people get pissed at the, at like the media, because that, uh, and I'll call out a local uh, uh, pseudo paper, the B. They, I that was not cool what they did. Or oh, I'm sorry, Jesus Christ, it wasn't the B. It was the Standard. Shit. Right. I okay. think it was the Standard. Now I'm gonna, I gotta they show retra- the person's house. Or I gotta something? retract my shit. Okay, okay. So I'm pretty sure it was the Standard. Now that I think about it, they showed the. Uh, that person, her house, like the armorer that worked mm-hmm. on that on set on that movie, they showed her house and said she lived in Bullhead City. Dude, Bullhead's not that fucking big. You can find out where somebody lives. That's a huge invasion of privacy. Yeah, and if I is. were her, I would sue the fuck out of whoever did that. That is not right, man. And especially, it. This was an accident. This wasn't <clears> something <throat> malicious that anybody knows about. I don't think it was malicious. 
was it bad? Awful. Is it tragedy? A woman died, of course. And yeah. two other people are like, were the one dude is still not doing well. He might lose a lung. Like he's alive, but uh, so. And the bottom line is, is like you got a lot of people that want to jump Alec Baldwin's shit because they like Trump and he made fun of Trump oh, for yeah. four years on SNL. Those are the people that give him a hard and time. And those yeah. fucking assholes can die in a fire if they want to think they want to jump on him and say that. It's all his fault, and he's a shitbag, and da, 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 he murdered somebody. Da, da. They want to do that and be anti-Alec Baldwin because they didn't like his portrayal of Trump and joking around on a fucking sketch comedy. Right. Get the fuck out of here. Move to the woods and shut the fuck up. I God agree. damn. Um, the, uh, so they stopped shooting this film, obviously, and that, who knows what's going to happen with it. I was going to say something else. Oh, is that what you're concerned about? Is you, you really were, <laughs> you're really concerned about seeing the end product called the, Rust. The, movie. the cowboy movie called Rust, starring Alec Baldwin. Sure. And some lady's ghost. That's what I want to see. No, um, but she apparently, well, I forgot her name already, and that's terrible, but they'd say that she really was an up-and-coming director kind of person or producer. She was really yes. going places. as they, Well, not anymore, obviously. But Helena. Helena, yeah, yeah, I yeah. can't think of her last name. I forgot it too. From the Czech Republic or something? Or something. Something over there. I should know that too, but I've really almost forgotten about that. Anyway, yeah, that was a terrible thing. But yeah, sweaty balls. The delicious dish. Helena Hutchins. Thank you. Cinematographer. God, what a... She's from Ukraine. The deli- uh, cinematographer. Yeah. It's a fucking shame. Yeah. And people want to blame Alec Baldwin for Shut the fuck up. Shouldn't have been pointing a gun at it. With their no, that's not how that works on a movie set. That's how it works in literally everywhere else, but that's not how it works on a movie set. I think I would... Because I read through these. I'm not just speaking from personal experience or like that I read a Wikipedia article. I read multiple articles that were written by people who work in the industry and like this is how this is done. One of them was... Um, uh, Keanu Reeves, like he actually wrote and put, I think it was in a, the New York Times maybe, because you know Keanu Reeves has worked on some pretty heavy hitting gun related films. Yes. Three Matrix movies, three John Wick movies, that's more experience with guns than anyone I've ever met in my entire life except for maybe some soldiers. Wasn't he also in the uh, Sandra Bullock runaway bus movie? Wasn't he the uh... Speed, but how, Thank like, you. there was not a lot of gun play in but that. But he was a gun guy. Hey, you want to go back to Point Break when he just shot shit up in the air? Let's go back to that. I was, you're really undermining my fucking, um, no, my fucking you're right. thought you're process to... here. But he, what he did is he ran into, or he not ran into, he ran, he gave a rundown. This is what happens. I've worked on, like uh, he said, about a half a dozen movies that were intense and based around gunplay. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, on every single one of those sets, you had a multitude of people who it was their job to check the gun, then check this, then check this. Then you put the gun down, then you check it again, and you run it do, and you do all of that three times through six or seven This obviously was a major breakdown, obviously, though. There was a breakdown in the process. Probably, he was a, one of the producers, I believe, on this movie, too. That's why they're yeah, laying they're blame to, on him, because he's yeah. behind the movie. Do you know how, you know, can we just talk about one of the producers I give credit to because he taught me how to edit, and I said, I'll give you an executive producer credit, and he said, <laughs> okay, and that was fucking five goddamn years ago. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, that's yeah. the guy who's listed on there. So, like, he, yeah, he, of course he was an executive producer. He's Alec Baldwin. He probably funded, he 50, money. He probably funded yeah. 50% of the... Right. The movie. So, uh, anyway, the um, sweaty balls. <laughs> uh, uh, God darn it! What was I going to say about uh, somebody Keanu Reeves or something like that? It was a I forgot. I forgot. It had to do with this same topic. I, I've lost yeah. my mind. It's the yeah. it's a booster shot I got. That's what I did. It. It's a yeah. Now you got that. You got that goddamn COVID brain. Yeah, I do. I do. Anyway, yeah. Ugh. Delicious dish. We're talking about food. Delicious dish. 
Um, Food's always a good topic. What's your favorite pie? Well, I don't say about, don't say rhubarb. That doesn't count. You're talking about um, just like a holiday type pie. Holiday related pies. <sighs> wow, wow. I really like pie. Yeah, like I can't think of a pie that I don't like except for shitty coconut cream pie because I don't like sh- like the shredded toasted fake ass coconut. And right. I know people love that shit, and I. I I always hated the texture of it, but I love the flavor of coconut. And then I finally went somewhere tropical that had fresh coconuts and had it, like, grilled. And I'm like, oh, Christ, where you eat it with a spoon. Right. <laughs> and it's so good. That's fantastic. Or young young coconut when it's still real sweet. So I like a really good, if it's a homemade, I mean, I, there's, I love pumpkin pie if it's done right. You know, right. If it's got a real, not just a store-bought pre-pressed crust, you know, kind of thing. So I like that. I don't know. I had to pick a pie. Like, if you had... Give me the three choices. You got you know, one slice of pie at Thanksgiving. Give me three options, right? You're going to have pumpkin. The best apple pie you've ever had, a la mode, mm-hmm. with really good quality ice cream, vanilla mm-hmm. ice cream. Mm-hmm. Pumpkin pie. Um, cherry pie. So I, I'm going to – the fallback is going to be if it's Thanksgiving, I've got to go pumpkin. Pumpkin, yeah. If you for, for me, it has to be pumpkin, I and I love pumpkin pie. I usually don't eat very much of it. Um, it's usually just a sliver because I've, I'm so stuffed because I'm not a, you and I are different. Like, uh, I get a hankering for sweets every once in a while and then right. I'm like kind of a sweets guy for like an hour mm. and then I just regret it cause I don't eat a lot of sweets and it just like spikes my blood sugar. And I feel like dog shit. Right. Which is probably why I'll, why I'll, why I'll never become diabetic. Right. Like I don't have blood sugar issues. Right. I'm fat and out of shape, but blood sugar is not my issue. So, um, I am so loaded up on savory stuff from Thanksgiving and Christmas, any other big meal like that. It's all loaded up on savory stuff. I can the the amount of space I have in my stomach is usually one small two inch wide sliver of pumpkin pie, and I, I just little baby bites and savor it. You know what the uh, one of the best parts about Thanksgiving is if you have it earlier in the day, like if you're at, if you're with your family and at home, which has been years for me. Girl, you know this, this is one of those memories that that uh, is really a fond memory of just just having the second meal you know oh, like yeah. in the evening you know yeah. with the same stuff this is fantastic yeah like and you're you're are you it's like i never i don't know that i've ever done the second meal like mm-hmm. after a nap cuz we didn't growing up i don't remember us eating that early like three o'clock maybe would be the earliest we probably ate something right. like that right so you weren't hungry at nine or ten o'clock that night you just weren't cuz you ate that's so much that's not the food. point no i know it's <laughs> The, what is it? Louis C.K. says, the meal is not over when I'm full. The meal's over when I hate myself. <laughs> that is so fucking true. Like, he, that's his doctor was talking to him. Do you remember that? That, that fucking so. stand-up special he did? He said, my doctor said, well, um, how much do you eat, por- like, as far, far as portion-wise? He goes, do you eat till you're full? He goes, eat till I'm full. I don't, the meal's not over when I'm full. It's over when I hate myself. But anyway. But I remember I, seeing footage of him when he was younger. He was a thin. Pretty thin. Really thin yeah. dude on stage. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, anyway. Um, I can definitely remember eating er, super early, like once or twice, and then taking a nap, waking up at like 9 or 10 o'clock that night, going, I think I kind of want some more turkey and stuffing and <laughs> cranberry sauce and another Hell piece of pie. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, like, I've done that maybe once in my life, but my favorite is, like, the leftovers the next day. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then... Turkey like, sandwiches. Turkey sandwiches, turkey stew. Mm-hmm. Turkey, I make a, a, a turkey soup, just like the exact same way you would make chicken soup, but mm-hmm. with, with turkey. 
mm-hmm. which is I will I will try and do that. Oh my God, smoked turkey, turkey soup soup. Oh, that, I bet that could you be, it could be a thing. I wish you. I bet you wish you people were friends with me. Mm. Smoky soup sounds lovely. Smoke soup. Smoke soup. Yeah. All right. I think I'm about done, man. I'm really hungry kinda, now. All of a sudden. Yeah, I kind of. I kind of am too. Looking forward to this Thanksgiving uh, tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow. It's fantastic. It's gonna be fantastic. Yeah. So you guys uh, count your blessings. Please count your blessings. Be thankful. Thankful you're alive. Thankful you uh, that this podcast is over for some of you. I'm sure. Um, yeah. You guys and, have a good and, Thanksgiving and, and, and a fantastic and, weekend. And to all our listeners, thank you. Yes. All right. Bye. Thank you.